This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah we got a really fun show for you today with us some unfortunately sad news to begin with but in our talk topic we will be reviewing and i'll give my thoughts on shazam fury of the gods and if you heard my review from the first movie from uh episodes back you may be surprised at what I have to say about this one, but before we do any of that, I want to give a big thanks to my man Mega Rand for lending his great, talented uh, skills and beats to the WWE 2K review that I did this week. Uh, this review would not have been as good if not for his contributions, and I greatly appreciate it. He's always looked out for me. He's always looked out for um, ACMG and supported everything that I did and everything that ACMG is about. And um, this continues. I, I can't thank him enough. He's the voice of this very show that you're listening to right now. Does the theme music. He is my Jack of Spades, if you will. Old school people would know that reference. And he's also, you know, done a ton of work in the world of pro wrestling. You know, he's done the AEW Revolution themes music for years. He's done music with uh, Xavier Woods from the New Day at WWE. And uh, he continues to kill it out there, man. So please support this dude like as if he doesn't need it already but always keep supporting this dude he's awesome he's a great contribution to the show i can't i am greatly honored and appreciative of anything that he does to look out and speaking of looking out be sure to check out his upcoming ep called wrestling is real people are fake it is coming out march 27th as well as he will be touring all over the place and uh check his all of his social media platforms on facebook instagram 
uh, Twitter, of course, and uh, check out where he will perform at a spot near you. So we do got a lot to get to. So let's not waste any time, folks. Oh, I should mention this, too. At the end of the show, I will announce our first guest of 2023. We finally got it locked and uh, stay tuned for that. I'll talk about that at the end of this show. So let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. As I mentioned in the introduction, we're going to start with some unfortunate sad news on the death of Lance Reddick, and he died at the age of 60. And according to TMZ, his body was discovered at his studio city home at approximately 9.30 a.m. Unfortunately, we have no information as to uh, his cause of death at this time, but police claims that the death appears to be natural. This is this is one of those passings that is just out of nowhere just smacks you in the face because when you talk about lance reddick this dude has been everywhere for the past few years you see him you know appear on a lot of things he's known for john wick he's been appearing on horizon you know he's a part of he's a big part of the horizon series he's one of the main characters in the horizon series it's going to be interesting to see how they go about if they choose to do another horizon you know uh game it's very possible that they could be doing another horizon game in the works as a result you know um i don't know man this is crazy reddick has been on a media tour to promote the upcoming john wick 4 movie and did a selfie video posted on march 15th i believe that may be the last visual like visual time that we seen him uh he, he did it from his home with his dogs and he did so instead of attending the premiere of the latest installment of the film in the video he doesn't explain why he didn't attend but he just has a message and he's talking you know to his fans from there reddick will be remembered for his great roles on the wire john wick of course which is coming out soon so i'm wondering if they're going to do some type of a tribute just add in a tribute to that as some form of fashion at this time uh he was also seen on fringe Oz lost in many many memorable roles in video games and as i mentioned horizon was just one of them destiny i believe was another one he was in as well so thoughts hearts and prayers to all his friends family and fans out there including myself um big you know uh big 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 fan of his he actually you know people remember you know unfortunately he also was whisker um wessler um on the reboot or remake of resident evil on netflix and that didn't work out for him but you know he's he was that talented he could have he can get over that one you know it's just a, th a throwaway role for him and he's always known for playing some awesome prominent roles and he will be missed greatly very greatly all right next bit of news we're gonna turn this up a bit got a chance to finally see the trailer to the little mermaid and i am even more excited about this as you know holly berry is holly bailey i should say not barry it's always I, people are always going to get that mixed up holly bailey is uh playing ariel and she is she looks so awesome in this role and despite 
many many people complaining about the fact that you know she's black and ariel whatever like that it's it's just ridiculous she looks awesome it's it's funny it just always people don't understand the patterns but there's a pattern whenever a black actor or anything a black anything takes over a prominent role people get pissed off it, it's it's not just about the role it's about just the fact that who is doing the role and when black people try to get a shine people are going to want to tear that down it's not happening they're still doing a movie disney has been full force on representation and whether you think it's propaganda or whatever like that it is what it is it's happening the opportunities come and you can't find a better person than holly bailey whose voice is exquisite it is majestic if you will and then on top of that melissa mccarthy who's playing ursula is just perfect for the role you can't like she this was made for her she's gonna i think she's gonna knock it out the park with this um while we have also javier bardem as king triton we uh have norma Dema, i'm gonna butcher this name so forgive me domez Wenny as queen selena now we don't see her in the actual trailer here but she is set to be you know the uh queen which for anybody because we only seen king triton and you look at king triton and you're like okay mom has to be black at some point and yes mom is so queen selena is going to be there and that will be the representation here so it looks like she could be a a hybrid of latino and you know black to this extent so i'm you know i'm all for that we also get uh to see sebastian at least the back end of Seb um, sebastian and oh no we do get to fully see sebastian here he he's being played by um david diggs you know you know him from blackish and um hamilton as well so you know awesome awesome casting there and we get a backing glimpse of flounder who is being played by Jacob Tremblay. And I don't know why they decided to do that, but everybody loves Flounder, so I'm dying to see what Flounder's gonna look like in this. It looked like, you know, judging from what Sebastian looks like, it, it could be making a real, you know, version of a fish and not like a cartoonish animated version. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Flounder's gonna look like here, but Flounder's a, a very, you know, fan favorite of this movie, so looking forward to checking it out and i will support this movie best believe that all right two more things i want to talk about real quick this is like short news today but since i didn't get a chance to talk about this on select start because i like i said i spent or i didn't say this but doing that review because it was a video review and what really happened was that i was supposed to do a review with boris aguilar from sunday night's main event um things happen where he his schedule just got so crazy but i like to keep my promise to things and i've been saying we were going to do a video uh review of this for quite some time so i ended up taking matters into my own hands and in this case i did my own video which means i had to do my own production and i wanted to do something different and i wanted to flare it up so what you see at that production you know what you see from the recent video is what i came to and i wanted to make it special because i haven't reviewed a wwe 2k game in forever let alone i haven't watched wwe 2k in like forever so everything was just culture shock to me but what wasn't culture shock was the actual structure and the format of the game which pretty much is what you expect and is the same thing 
so I had to go so many extra routes to do this. Um, that means recording footage, um, you know, you know, writing, you know, lines that I was going to say, writing the review, stuff like that, putting it all together, editing, you know, processing all that pre-production stuff or post-production stuff, you know, for that matter too. It took about three days to do. <laughs> so in the midst of this, I wasn't doing any more other, any other news other than this for real quick. So I, it was, I wasn't able to talk about some of the things that has been, that I wanted to talk about in the world of gaming this week. However, we are going to have a part two with Boris. So my, my post-production should be much lighter than it was this week. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. And that will be video as well. We'll be doing it, you know, stream, you know, video stream and whatnot, and it'll be up on YouTube and ACMG and, and everywhere, you know, when that happens, uh, coming this week. So what I wanted to talk about, which I didn't get a chance to was why you should invest in Nintendo's new voucher deal. If you are a Nintendo switch owner and you obviously there's high chance that you have the Nintendo online membership, they're giving away. They're not giving away. They're providing a voucher deal. Whereas like you pay $99 you get two vouchers. Those two vouchers will grant you two digital games. Now, why this is awesome is because they have a huge listing of games that is qualified for the vouchers. A lot of these games are priced and valued up to $60 or more. One of those games that is in on the list of of um, games that you could get using this voucher is the upcoming Legend of Zelda Tears of, of a Mountain or Tears from a Mountain from a Mountain or whatever the the Breath of the Wild sequel. Let's put it like that. That game is priced and valued at seventy dollars. You pay ninety nine dollars for this voucher. You can use one of those vouchers to get the new Zelda game. That is coming in May, meaning you save money on this. You save $30 on it. You actually probably save more than that, to be honest, because then you could use the other voucher to buy a second game for up to $60 or more if that's on the list. So, and Nintendo has said that they're going to keep adding new games as it goes along. You have up to 12 months to use that voucher. People are going to use that voucher already. I think this is a great idea for Nintendo. I think they priced it at $70 for this reason. And I think they're going to make more money off of this voucher than it is the price. I think they priced that voucher at 70 to, con you know, to, to lead people into getting this voucher. I have no problem with this, but also I have no problem with paying $70 for the game. But if they put in out this voucher, Think of, think of yourself, like I said at the uh, end of review of WWE 2K, think of yourself as a smart consumer, more than a gamer, more than a fan. This is a great deal because there are other games that are going to be coming out that is going to be on this list. And, the, and it, the, the games that are on the list right now are pretty awesome. I highly recommend you use this voucher and benefit to paying for a really expensive game. Make sure you you're, you're saving money and you're getting a great deal from this. Nintendo has always been awesome when it came to their eShop and stuff like this, because they 
to so much. The more games you buy, you earn credit and you use that credit to as you know to pay off the taxes on another game or if it, or let it build up to buy a game completely or take money off of a game that you want like what i just did because i actually got a bunch of games recently i think i occurred i think i gained uh, or grew credit of maybe 20 bucks so lo and behold dragon quest treasures is on sale for about like 30 40 percent off its normal price which means you know i was and i was aiming to get dragon quest treasures for quite some time because i'm a big Tor akira toriyama fan and i like the dragon quest series but i don't like the turn-based uh you know combat system that they have but this is a action rpg game so i decided to actually get this game and on top of that i had up to almost 20 dollars in my credit so i used that credit and i only paid like 20 dollars for the game that to me is awesome like nintendo only like playstation doesn't do this i don't think xbox does this i think this is awesome i've always loved what nintendo has done with their eShop, with their recent eShop. they haven't done this before with when the ds was out or the you know other uh or the 3ds or another that was out they recently started doing this for this and i think it's a great deal it helps me a lot in saving a lot of money on games that i buy and then some games are are just like five ten bucks and i can just pay it off you know and use that from there so i highly recommend checking out this nintendo switch voucher uh, series and this is only for people who have you know the online membership that that allows you to play a lot of nintendo's old school list of games that you play so they're adding this on to i think it's a great deal i don't know how long this voucher um you know system is going to last but for 99 dollars, this is a great deal and a great strategy for you to get the new zelda game that's coming out this month and maybe something else my other voucher i'm crossing my fingers for aew fight forever whenever this comes out because if it's if it becomes on that if it comes to that being on that list i'm immediately getting it that is my deal is that a mortal or the new mortal Kombat game pending if that game comes out on the nintendo switch again which i pray it does because the last game was so success very successful in this um on the nintendo switch i want them to do that again they prove to people like 2k games that you can port a really awesome game and powerfully graphic game onto the switch and make it work so you know i'm holding that for something special but i highly recommend you go out of your way to get it. it's just an awesome thing to do and you know if you talk about wanting to buy games and save money you can't go wrong with that you can't so there you have it last thing i want to uh talk about and this is game related too you know we enjoyed teenage mutant Ninja turtles shredders revenge last year why not another cult classic nostalgic cartoon series to come out and do their own um beat em up brawler toxic crusaders they're coming out with a video game i haven't heard about that deal from from a long time i used to watch that cartoon too so they're coming out with their own video game which is being developed by retroware and is bringing nostalgia back to fans of the um, of the old cartoon by bringing developing this action-packed teenage mutant Ninja turtle style brawler uh which is coming on coming out on all platforms i should say and it looks literally just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, almost in the same way, in the same fashion. And 
I have no problem with this. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Shredder's Revenge because Shredder's Revenge was just so awesome. But these guys are coming out with it. And um, the game very much resembles all the all of the classic TMNT style games. No date has been revealed, but they are saying 2023. Funny thing, I had a conversation with uh, Kyle Aber, you know, the voice of Gohan um, and uh, Ryu from Street Fighter 6 coming up, coming soon. There's a voice that sounded a little bit like him and i was i had to reach out to him to see if that was actually him and see if he was in the game he claims that it's not and then we just got into this conversation about the our fear of ai and how they're you know developing all these voices and everything he's he said he was really afraid of the idea of ai you know being able to capture voices and everything and stuff like that. i agree like i don't know can somebody that is listening right now please tell me what is the end game for us having AI, what is this leading to? What positive aspect is this going to have for society? Because right now, I just see a lot of a lot of compromising situations that can lead to something very dangerous down the line. And I, I don't know. I have yet much like I have, just like with Bitcoin, just like with NFTs. Nobody has been able to properly explain the purpose of any of this and ai is going to be up in that too what is the purpose of this and how is this going to you know establish our lifespan and livelihoods in a positive way somebody get back to me on that because i don't know but what i will know is that cal is not in this game but i am looking forward to this game coming out and hopefully I could get more information and maybe even reach out to the uh, developers as well. See if we could get them on the show to talk about this as well. So stay tuned for that and much more. But folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and I will give my thoughts on Shazam Fury of the Gods, a Philadelphia fiasco favorite. <laughs> we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Shazam! Fury of the Gods, the follow-up to the first in the Zack Snyder universe, but it looks like Shazam may be entering the James Gunn universe now, and maybe a part of the Flashpoint paradox of this whole thing. The last movie, which I thought was okay, I, I I was I was highly upset of the first movie, mostly because I felt like they didn't give Philadelphia the respect it deserved, and it, they really did because it wasn't really filmed in Philadelphia. It was filmed outside of Philadelphia, and matter of fact, outside of the United States, if I'm correct. And they just 
put certain touristy aspects of Philadelphia in there. And it it was upsetting. When they put Geno's steaks in there, I was really upset. And a lot of people were a little bit upset at that because come on, if you're truly from Philadelphia, and I'm sorry, Jim Lee, I, Jim Lee is the greatest of all time in terms of art. But when you put out a post trying to give, you know, props to Pats and Geno's, come on, man. True Philadelphians do not get down with Pats and Geno's. Like, it's Pats and Geno's is not the end all be all of steak places. Like, I reassure you, I, I don't, nobody understands this. We all know we rock with Iska Bibble or even some other spots around you know, around the way when it comes to steaks, like Geno's and Pat's are good, but they're not the epitome of all steak places. So when they put Geno's in there, that upset a lot of people in Philadelphia. And it, I'm, I'm, it's safe to say that we're going to talk about what they did this time to correct a lot of the things they did wrong in the last movie, because I thought this movie overall was a great improvement when it came to representing the aspect of Philadelphia. Now, I'm pretty sure they did the same thing that they did last time by not filming in Philadelphia. They filmed around Philadelphia. They filmed some really good landscapes of Philadelphia and some, you know, um, some milestones and, and, and monuments that does represent Philadelphia. And I had to really come in this open-minded and I had to come in this with a mindset of like, okay, technically speaking, this may not be our Philadelphia. This could be Earth 3 Philadelphia, which I now call it Earth 3 Philadelphia. This is not Earth 1. We're Earth 1 here. So um, I really like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, their prime universe is 616. If they put Philadelphia in there, that's 616 Philadelphia because they're actually going to film in Philadelphia. They're actually filming in New York or wherever they do it. They've always done it when they went in, in the comic books. Marvel always put in the real states, cities, you know, uh, continents, whatever in there. And they have way more real landscape areas and, and, and familiar areas that resembles our country than they do fictional. Like the only fictional they have are like intergalactic areas and then Wakanda to that extent. Everywhere else is pretty much like the real deal. But DC virtually every other place you know that they have in dc that are based on where the flash lives at green arrow lives at um batman and superman they're all fictional except for billy batson and shazam they it, they are in philadelphia or a variation of uh of philadelphia so with all this multiverse crap that we're doing this in this day and age i had to change my idea my ideology in my mindset to appreciate or enjoy the first Shazam movie and to say like, okay, this could be Earth 3 Philly at best. You know, if I take it as that, the rest of the movie is enjoyable. You know, it's it's not the biggest thing. It's not the most mind blowing thing, but it's enjoyable. This movie, this sequel, I found to be much better than the first. And now I say this in the tagline of this episode that this movie is formulaic. There's nothing that's changed in the game of this movie. You've seen, you know, everything that happened in this movie, you've seen in other movies before. But they used that formula and they made it work. The jokes were funny. The acting was um, a lot of fun and great. Um, the story was, was really good and it was entertaining. And that's what you want. And then on top of that, I felt that they did 
Philly justice this time. So we're going to talk about all that and more the casting and the positives of this. I, I came out of this really enjoying this. And as a result, I have a bag of Skittles right on my desk right here as my way of appreciating what they've done on this film here. So let's get started. Let's talk about the story here. And I'll go by the story explained on Google here. Bestowed with the powers of the gods, Billy Batson and his fellow foster kids are still learning how to juggle teenage life with their adult superhero alter egos. When a vengeful trio of ancient gods arrive on Earth in search of the power or magic stolen from them long ago, Shazam and his allies get, uh, get thrust into battle for their superpowers, their lives and the fate of the world. So again, you know, I really enjoyed this story and how they followed up with the first one. They really did a tightening up with the with the story almost better than what they did with their other franchise within the DC universe, at least the Zack Snyder DC universe as anyway. So I enjoyed how they did this and this whole entire thing was so entertaining. So let's talk about the cast right now. We're going to talk about the top cast basically here. You know, everybody from the first movie came back with an addition of some extra, you know, some new people that and that was nothing too. There was no changing of any roles or anything. Everybody came back from the first. They didn't have any issues regarding that. So I was happy about that. I feel like just the, the two Shazam movies connected better in terms of story and, and, and uh, story development and character development way better than a lot of the other DCU movies I hear. You know, it's, it's really cool. Like, it's a shame that it's almost too little too late with this point. And it, at least we... I believe it looks like that Shazam will be part of the Flashpoint Paradox, you know, rollover of characters that may that we may still see in James Gunn's universe. So hopefully that is the case. But nonetheless, I, I truly enjoyed this story and what was going on here. So we're going to talk about the cast in the top cast right now. Zach Levi. It's hard not to like this dude. Like I, I've been watching. I've been a fan of him since Chuck. A move, a show and series that I still feel deserves a movie. I still think that they should do a movie on on this show. Chuck was one of the best things that happened years ago in terms of my, uh, you know, primetime entertainment television series. So awesome. It was just so awesome back then. So I'm glad that he was picked to play Shazam because I thought he was perfect for this and he continues to be perfect for this. He, he he's very entertaining to watch. He's very comical, but he could be very serious, too. You know, if you watched him on, um, you know, Miss Maisel, love him in there as well. So he continued to do to be very entertaining. And I will say this to the cast, to the superhero cast, because the superhero cast are all older versions of their younger counterparts. And they still they they were older, but they still had to appear as kids. So Zach, you, you had Zach Levi, you had DJ uh, Corona, you had Megan Good, um, you know a lot of uh, I believe Grace uh, Carolyn Curry, you know who I, I believe was the older version of her. They all had to play. They all had um, Ross Butler too. Yeah, they all had to play superhero adult versions of themselves. And they still had to perform as kids. I think Zach Levy played Billy Batson's character so well, or Ash, Asher Angle's uh, interpretation of Billy Batson really well. Megan Good, I thought, was the best because Megan Good had to play Darla. And Darla's the youngest of the bunch. And she was she's such a sweet character. 
uh, Faith uh, Herman, who plays the younger version of Darla Dudley. She was so awesome. And then to have Megan Good capture the essence of Darla as an adult. But she like she sees herself as still a kid. We're seeing her as this drop dead gorgeous, gorgeous woman. <laughs> but she appears to be this really sweet and innocent child. It is so awesome that how she was able to capture that. And I felt like she played the role best because when you're when you're looking at her, if you see Megan Good in a lot of other films, as I have and as many of us in the community has, we've seen her in a different light. But I'm looking at this movie and I'm looking at her portray this character. I don't see the drop dead gorgeous sex symbol of a actor that I see. I see little Darla, so I can't look at her the same way, which mission accomplished. She did it. And I so enjoyed her performance with this. Um, all of them did really well. Um, I would say, you know, Freddie, who's been one of my favorite, you know, in the first one, Jack Dylan uh, Grazer. He was hilarious then. He's still hilarious now. But I will say this. He kind of took a back seat because I believe they, you know, gave some room for other characters to shine this time. I thought he stole the show in the first movie. Um, Asher as well. Asher was Asher. He was the main character. He played Billy Batson. But Jack Dylan Grazer really, really, he, he stood out so much in the first movie. He was part of the reason why I enjoyed the first movie. And he did the same here. And he had a little a more prominent storyline because of his association with Athea, who was played by Rachel Zegler from West Side Story. I thought they did a tremendous job here. They all did their parts. They all made it seemingly possible to believe that the, the you know the superhero versions of themselves are the kids. They didn't act any different. They just act the same. I love what they did. And they, you know, and how the writing went when he went into the temple of uh, Shaz of Shazam, or I forgot what the temple where uh, where Merlin or Shazam is, or um, the wizard resides in. They chased it and made it into their own hangout loft, which I thought was, it makes sense because they're kids. They got a hangout spot now, so they're going to make it theirs. And they're going to do it. Where do they get the money to get all the stuff that they did for that was it's a whole nother thing they, nobody ever questions how they got a like a 70 inch tv in that place to watch out for everything there so i i just really like the way they that they handled themselves but adding the sisters uh helen marin as hespera and lucy lewis calypso and you know um rachel zegler as as athea great villains here especially lucy lou uh, who I felt, you know, Lucy, this is what she does. Lucy Lou does some great roles. Um, she's always played kind of the villain role and she plays it really well. Of course, we see her in, um, the Sherlock series as well, actually playing a more protagonist role, but Lucy Lou does it best when she plays a villain. She was awesome in Kill Bill. She was awesome at Ollie Big Bill. She's awesome here. <laughs> and this is no different. Helen Marin really tells you that age doesn't matter you can still get your ass whoop <laughs> and convincingly so Ella Marin always poses a tremendous presence here um Jamon Hunton I thought they did so this is one of the biggest positives here Jamon Hunton's acting ability wasn't in question it was his makeup job it was his costume design in the first movie 
I hated his costume design. I hated his as uh, wig. Jamon Huntsu, as we know, is he 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 doesn't have hair. He's a he's one of the most prominently you know dope bald headed black guys in the industry. You know he's on the line with Tay Diggs and, and Morris Chestnut and all those dudes. He's in that league of distinguished gentlemen. So they put a wig on his dude. And it's like Shamar Moore. He's another one. Shamar Moore. This is this this is the Shamar Moore situation. Have any of you watched, you know, uh Tyler Perry's, I guess, Fear of a uh, Mad Black Woman at the you know, I think it was that one that he did. And they had Shamar Moore in there with this really bad wig. Cause he he doesn't wear he has he doesn't have um hair, he's he's bald, but they had his corn roll wig that just did not look convincingly roll at all. Well, he did the same thing on the first movie with Jamon Hudson. And this time around, I thought his his prosthetic hair was much better. They gave him locks. It made a lot of sense where the first one, I think it was just straight hair. Like he had a perm or whatever like that. It was just, you know, blowed out. They gave him locks for this one and it made a lot of sense for him to do so. And it looked believable this time around. So they put an extra budget on it and it worked. And I was able to watch him and not be focused on the, the you know, the ridiculousness of, of the wig. The wig looked way more natural this time than it did before. So I was really great with this too. Um, also like, you know, Copper Andrews and, and um, what was it? Copper Andrews and, uh, and uh, Marta Millens who played the foster parents here. Uh, they were all, they were always awesome. I really, look, Victor Vequez in this movie is a hero to many people because they look at him and it's the Fred and Wilma type of thing going on here. You got Victor married to, you know, Rosa, who's just like dropped it gorgeous. <laughs> and it's like, okay, pretty women can like, you know, big dudes too and vice versa. <laughs> we can do this. It does happen. The, the Fred and Wilma thing does happen. Not just on the Honeymooners, not just on King of Queens. Actually, I haven't seen it in real life, but maybe that's a thing. They're trying to get you to think broadly about who you love people roll with it <laughs> also like the fact that they brought in um reswin uh manji who i love him in so many he's been on so many awesome shows he's great comedy relief um it's really cool to see him on here as well and uh i i was all for it this is a great way to introduction i like speaking of that i did like the introduction of the movie and them being in the museum and um you know what was it calypso in uh, hespera enters the deal they see the staff that you know shazam actually broke and, and, and left in the first movie so they followed up with that and i love the way that they followed up with that too and uh it was a great introduction to these women and you got to see how much of a threat they were going to be in this so the i the casting here was awesome uh javin i'm uh Aman, who played pedro was also cool too and uh dj katrana uh, who played uh you know superhero pedro great moment great moment in this movie when it was i liked how genuine but like really subtle they did this um when it when all the heroes revealed to the foster to the vaquest uh family you know parents who, that they were all superheroes that they were the what they would with the news considered the philly fi fiascos because they're superheroes but they cause so much collateral damage around the area which again makes sense because 
lo and behold, they're kids and nobody knows that they're kids, but they're just creating so much collateral damage. They're trying to save the world, but they're doing it the wrong way. And especially uh, Freddy, who, who calls himself super every super. Uh, what does he call himself? Uh, super everything, man, or whatever like that. And it's it's just really hilarious. So they finally figured out and revealed that they were the Philly fiascos, if you will. And then Pedro reveals that he's gay. And then everybody was like, yeah, we know, dude. He like, you knew the whole time? Like, yeah. And it was like, that was it. And they just moved on with the whole thing. And again, this is one of those deals is like, yeah, this is how we're going to be treating people for now on. Like whatever they are, they are. DC, I will give them credit for this. Not just the DC films or DC studios, um, but also DCW. They have been, you know, allies to all representation. I will, you know, I will give them credit for that. And you really thank them for that because, you know, say what you will, Marvel has been doing it for years in terms of showing, trying to show representation and all this stuff. But, you know, give DC their credit to DC has been on the forefront, making sure, especially for the LGBTQIA community, they have been really big allies to that community as well as well as you know all diversities in in you know diversities in 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 minorities as well so kudos to them i don't i want to give them their flowers as much as i give marvel their flowers as well greg berlanti especially has been on that forefront for over a decade so kudos to all of them for that so let's talk about the positives that i found with us because i honestly there were there was only one negative and it was a major negative that I have for this. So the positives that I had with this, and again, I'll say this, making a respectful Philadelphia. I get it. I could tell that they didn't exactly film in Philadelphia. They probably pretty much did the same thing they did last time. Phil probably filmed in Switzerland, but CGI, a lot of the monumental buildings and landscapes of the area here, but they made it work because this is a third or Philadelphia. This is a new universe of Philadelphia. We got to respect it but they at least they gave you some justice and they did a lot of things right this time that i felt like they didn't do in the first movie for instance showing the liberty buildings they the liberty buildings is one of the most memorable monumental buildings in philadelphia aside from the comcast building so i really enjoyed that they you know showed that they didn't show the uh i didn't i they showed the liberty buildings but not the i didn't see like the blue cross building or whatever like that but then again what they did was that everything was so fast paced when it came to them flying around Philadelphia that they made sure that at least you saw something that was familiar with Philadelphia and that was the Liberty Towers but then they were going so fast you didn't get a chance to slow it down to see if any other buildings were recognizable or did they CGI in most of Philadelphia or did they just put in a bunch of buildings and then put the you know the Liberty building there just to you know shape to save face there but either way I did recognize that I, they showed it more than once in it that it was like this is Philadelphia this is a recognizable building for Philadelphia uh City Hall with the Ben um, Franklin statue also and they showed on air as well uh, a couple times I what I believe which should was South Philly was in there because you know Swanson and Rittner if anybody's been around that especially if you're a wrestling fan Swanson and Rittner is where like the 2300 arena building but is also like where the you know the highways and all the stuff so under the highways is a big parking area and such like that so that looked familiar but the biggest landscape and monument that they had there was the big battle 
as Citizens Bank Park. And I thought this was awesome. Um, they showed and gave, you know, love to the Phillies all throughout the um, entire, you know, movie. And they ended it off with them fighting at Citizens Bank Park. I thought that was a great setting, a great setting spot to do. And this movie I felt was for real this legit felt like philadelphia more than anything like citizens bank park is the spot for us so um really appreciated that i really love seeing that so i enjoyed it what i really enjoyed more than any of this was there was no steak cheesesteak franchise support in this movie at all not any insight what they did they kept it neutral what they did was they came up with this fictitious place called sand what was it um it was called Sam's uh, Sam's Steaks or whatever, Sam's Cheese Steaks. There is no Sam's Cheese Steaks, people. I just want to put it out there. I thought this was great because I think that they got the bad end of hearing from Philadelphians when it came to Geno's. If you, regardless, if you say Geno's, people are going to complain. Philadelphia is going to complain about mentioning Geno's or Pat's or Jim's, period. Because now, if anything, the lesser evil, the the the, the one that probably people are going to support more is probably Jim Stakes. They're not going to support, you know, Pat like Pat's and Pat's and, and Geno's is there because it's there. I don't know how they got so much publicity. I have no idea how they got so much publicity, but I've been to Geno's. I've been to Pat's. It's the same steak to me. I could go to Chickies and Pete's, which by the way, Chickies and Pete's has the lobster cheesesteak they can't compare okay so and then shout out to Iskabibble as well those are the places that you go to there's other places around the city that you go to you know um oh god i can tell you the home of the belly fillers you know up in you know saint joseph university you know what i mean like uh there's so many places that you can go to that it's just i'm trying to figure larry's there it is larry's steaks up in uh it, it, like if you're if you're listening to this and you're coming to philly i'm giving you some hookups to come to philly and check out like go to larry's larry steaks is dope and they really fill you up if you ask for the belly filler you'll get the biggest longest cheesesteak that you can feed like an entire family for the entire day if you buy a larry's and i'm i'm endorsing this but like i'm not getting paid for this like like no, no, no joke this is all love larry's will have you eating cheesesteaks for days okay there's so many like i'm glad they went neutral with this they should have went neutral with this whole thing yeah oh god it, it, that bothered me that was one of the biggest things that bothered me it was just like just it felt like pandering so much to the whole entire philadelphia thing but they went neutral they got a fictitious place i was all for it so my only the only negative that i have was their stupid decision to announce and expose the surprise appearance of Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot made this appearance, and I'm like, the way that they did it, it was so awesome in the movie. So much so that I feel like if they would have announced, if they wouldn't have announced it, this would have been a big, huge spoiler worthy moment or like non-spoiler worthy moment that like you wouldn't have been able to you would have told somebody to shut up about the movie because you don't want them you want them to get excited there was a lot to be excited about this film like at the beginning of the movie you know billy had to dream about wonder woman and it was led to 
<laughs> which led to the wizard, you know, blocking C blocking his his uh his movie, his uh dream. But then at the end, she does appear, and we all know that she's appeared. And the way that they did it, I think the the audience would have been overly excited about this. Thank goodness for Marvel that they don't do stuff like this. Marvel does not do it. Like I'll give an example. When we found out that Michael B. Jordan came was coming back to reprise his role as Killmonger on Wakanda Forever, the crowd, the people in the audience was overly hyped for this because nobody knew that he was going to be back in this film. They kept that secret for for a long while up until this point. Nobody knew. Nobody. And he, it was awesome. I feel like they just let the cat out the bag and it just like it was like okay we know she's coming on here we don't we just waiting for a win and when they and how they did it it was so awesome which made me even more upset that they did it so hopefully james gunn who has been with the marvel cinematic universe for years i hope that he does exactly what marvel does but does it in his own way but you know he he knows how to keep a secret if something that big is coming don't don't man just don't like let us enjoy that surprise and other than that but otherwise it was great to see gail gadot make that uh you know appearance and you know i won't say what she was doing in there i won't spoil that i'll let you say it for yourself since they spoiled so much of it already of just letting her appear but she makes an appearance and makes an impact on uh shazam let's just put it that way overall really enjoyed this this was a big step up i'm glad i i so much enjoy this so for so many reasons um it just feels like it's too little too late for this for the snyderverse but if you watch the two end credit scenes it looks like this is not the end of shazam and it looks like that we are going to get a sequel and it looks like he you know from what it looks like they will be entering into the i guess rebirth if you will of the uh of the new james gunn universe so we will see but this is worth going out of your way to check out this is one of the better dc films that they've had and probably one of the last dc films that they are going to do before it becomes officially dc studios at this point so go out of your way check it out it's a great you know watch to see in the theaters and uh i can't wait to for it to come out it should be 45 days it'll be out on you know hbo max so but i will say this is worth giving them money now so go out of your way check it out folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live hope you guys enjoyed this in every episode but before i plug everything gotta talk about the big announcement gotta talk about the first guest of 2023 and i could have had other guests come before but respectfully i wanted this one to be the first to kick off the year and i can't have anybody better to kick off the year than the hokage herself molly flanagan is coming back this week on talk time live exclusive so we will have her back on to talk about you know what she's been up to since we last time we we really we we talk often we <laughs> we connect often but we haven't had a time to do a show we haven't done anything in terms of you know us being on the same screen in quite some time not since um 2021 when i did the naruto q a with her yuri longthal kate higgins it was molly kate higgins yuri longthal and mary elizabeth mcglynn that was uh with us then and we had a hell of a time in fact if you go into repops pop verse you may be able to still see that 
you still absolutely may be able to see that there, but we had a lot of fun doing that, but she is coming back and I'm looking forward to catching up with her because she has got a lot going on in her world. She's been touring all around the world. She just came back from Dublin, Ireland, um, her and, uh, Lisa, her, uh, her wife and love Lisa, love Lisa so much. Love, love, I love them both, but, um, they have toured back to Dublin, Ireland touring there and they're coming back onto this show to talk about what they've been up to since the last time we spoke and what she's doing now. She's on a new show called not dead yet playing at this, as this really awesome character, Tina on air. You got to check it out. She is hilarious on that show. And then she's also going to be in a new adult swim series coming out soon. So we're going to have her on to talk about that and much, much more. So stay tuned for that as well as part two of our look at WWE 2K23. This time we're going to be following up talking about the GM mode. We're going to be talking about the universe mode and see how that is. So I'm going to be, you know, playing that portion of it. And then I will give my final grade for this entire game this time around. I will be joined or I should be joined by Boris uh, Aguilar of Sunday Night's Main Event as well. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have all of that and a lot of fun doing it this week. And then uh, next Sunday, who knows what the hell we're going to be doing. So stay tuned. There's always going to be some news and some things that are going to be talked about and reviewed. So stay tuned for all that. If you like this episode and every episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Line, you need an easy way to find this show. You need an easy way to find particular episodes. No better way to do so than TalkTimeLive.com, the official website of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. You could go there, check out all of our audio episodes archive episodes as well. You can go and look in the search engine to find whatever episode that you want to check out. You can check out our video exclusives, which is a, a web page specifically for the exclusives. And that one with Molly Flanagan will be added onto that one as well, as well as other, uh, you know, other uh, media deals, like all of my repop panel episodes, well, all of them, a lot of my repop panel you know, uh, episodes are on there as well. You can check those out with the cast of Bleach, the cast of um, Pokemon, the OG Pokemon crew, My Hero Academia. This is a clip from that there. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime cast, Sailor Moon, all on there as well. You can check that out. And then you could go to my blog page, which you have a lot of content there. I just added the video review version of the 2k 23 review that i did the part one of that that's going to be on there and i believe part two i'm gonna put on there as well so folks stay tuned for all that and much much more and if you listen to the audio versions of it and don't want to miss a beat you can follow us wherever podcasts are played and that is including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora tumblr and God knows where else, because there are other places that are that we're playing at that people check it out. And uh, I believe Podcast Addicts, I believe somebody told me this show is on as well. So you can check it out there, too. And um, we're everywhere, anywhere podcasts are played. So, folks, thank you again. And I really appreciate the support. And I hope you continue to keep supporting this group because our numbers are keep growing in this in terms of followers and, and downloads. So thank you. So thank you guys so very much for the support. And that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and you guys have a great and peaceful and positive week.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.